You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. My friends, we are so happy to welcome you back one more time to the New Day of Hope broadcast. You know who we are, your host, Glennis and Helena Langley. And my friends, we are happy that you have joined us one more time to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And like we always say, now would be a good time to call a neighbor, call a friend, and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air. And we know that they will be blessed because there is a word from the Lord. And now my beloved husband will come and share with us on the subject, A Change is Coming. Amen and glory be to our God, A Change is Coming. So today I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's the 15th chapter of the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15. Now, I'd like to read verses 51 and 52. Trust you have your Bibles open and you are following along with us. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Change is coming. My friends, we are certainly living in a changing world. Whether you are aware of it or not, whether you realize it or not, this is a true fact that we are living in a changing world. There is only one human thing certain in this old world that is ours, and that is the fact of change. We do not know what changes are coming, but we are sure, my friends, that changes will come. For example, places change. That field where we used to run and play and grow stuff now becomes a places of lovely homes and stores and all of that good stuff. Many of our cities and our tongues that were almost dead and gone a few years ago are now booming with businesses. People change. The guy that you were good friends with when you were growing up, years later you look and they almost can't even recognize you because they change. That's one way of changing. Some people change because of the blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon them. They used to be poor, now they have a little more, and they think that you are not in their class. They are no longer your friends. They said they cannot associate with you just because of that. And that is a bad thing. Even in religion, we see that kind of change. Fellow preachers who used to be good friends of yours, and now they have a few more members and they think, well, you are not in that same level with them. So they change. Money change uh, people. Illnesses may change a strong and vigorous person and bring them to nothing. Customs change also. Once we rode on donkeys to go to the city or we walked 
to go to the city many years ago. But today we almost want to fly from just to the, from this neighbor to, to the next neighbor. That's how we want to do it. We want to have fast cars and, and expensive cars because time has changed. Today we have a cable TV. We have radios. We have televisions. We have telephones. Yes, customs are changing every blessed day. Yes, the world is full of changes. Natural changes are going on all around us. But today, my friends, I want to tell you of some spiritual changes. We want to talk about some spiritual changes. Number one, there is the change created by the new birth. I said that there is the change that is created by the new birth. In in 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, and I want you to notice carefully, it did not say that if any man be in religion, nor did it say that if any man be in church, because it's not everybody who is in religion or in church is in Christ. So therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The scripture says all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When Jesus was here, he touched people and he changed them. The blind received their sight. The crippled were made whole. The demon possessed found a good and a happy life. Oh, my friends, Jesus is still touching people through the new birth today. He's still touching people through the new birth even today. The spiritual changes that he makes in the lives of men today are greater than the physical changes that he made in their lives when he was upon the earth. Oh yes, man. I love that because you see, when somebody come to know Christ as Savior and Lord of his life, oh, heaven rejoices. The Bible says that heaven rejoices over one sinner that comes to repentance more than the 99 just persons who think that they do not need Jesus. The story is told about Nicodemus. The Bible tells us that Nicodemus was a great man, a ruler of the Jews. And the scripture says that Nicodemus came to Jesus. He wanted to know the way of God. He wanted to know the way of salvation and light. Now, Nicodemus came to him in the night. But it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter whether he came in the night, in the day, in the morning, in the evening. The fact remains that Nicodemus had that desire to know Jesus. So he came to Jesus and he wanted to know the way of salvation and life. And Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again. You must be born again. And I think Jesus is still saying that. To you, my friends, wherever you are right now, under the song of my voice, Jesus is saying to you, like he said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And so Nicodemus misunderstood the words of Jesus. And he asked Jesus, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus could not understand what Jesus was talking about. Jesus told him, no. Because that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. 
in John chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, As many as received Christ, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. What a change, what a change. Now the individual enters a great family. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, man, that I am part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain cleansed by his blood. And now I know that I am part of the family of God. Because we are lifted out of the miry clay. And our feet are set upon a rock which is Christ himself. On Christ the solid rock the songwriter says I stand. All other ground, all other ground, all other ground my friends is sinking sand. Oh, we are freed from the slavery of sin. And we are set upon the throne of blessings, my friends. When you are in God, you are set up for blessings because God is a God of blessings. He will bless you, my friends. He will bless you abundantly because God is a great God. And when you are in Him, you can expect the blessings of God to come and overshadow you. Then number two, there is the change created by growth in grace. I said that there is the change created by growth in grace. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Every pastor's joy is to see lost people come to know Jesus. If you are a pastor today and that's not your greatest joy in life, then you are in the wrong field, my friends. Because every pastor's joy is to see the lost come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord of his life. His second greatest joy is to see souls growing in grace. And that should be our joy also, not only the pastors, but every one of us, because that, that's what Jesus left us here to do, is to go into the highways and to go into the byways and to bring men to him, bring men to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Or oh, some members never grow in grace. And so, my friends, if you are not growing in grace, it means that you are growing in disgrace. They become great sorrow to the Lord. Others do grow in grace and become real joy to the Lord. Growth in grace is aided by faithfulness. I said grace and growth in grace is aided by faithfulness. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If you are a child of God today, your heart's desire is to be to be more like him. Oh, to be like him. Blessed Redeemer, this is my constant longing and prayer to be more like Jesus. If you want to grow in grace and become a more useful Christian, and bring joy to the heart of Jesus. My friends, you must be faithful in attendance at his house on Sunday morning. I, it, it grieves my spirit on Sunday morning to see, to see a lot of Christians, and, and even some preachers too. That's when they find time to go and play golf with their friends. 
That's when they, they plan a fishing trip. They, they hurry the service because there is a game that they want to go to and they want to get a, a good seat. So they hurry on the service. If we want to be like the master, we must be faithful in attendance at his house. Growth in grace is also aided by Bible reading and prayer. If you are not praying, my friends, then I am here to tell you, you are straying. If you are not reading the word of God, then you are starving your soul because the word of God is food for the soul. The word of God is the living bread that we must feast on every day, every moment of our time. Growth in grace is aided by active service. My friends, if you are saved, you ought to be active in the work of the Lord. Because the time is coming when we will stand before God. And all of us must give an account to God for the things done in this life. And that's why it behoves us to be active in the service of the Lord. There is something that you can do for the Lord that I cannot do. There is something that you can do for the Lord that the person next to you cannot do. And that's why we have to be active in the service of the Lord. Physical exercise makes us strong physically. And spiritual exercise will cause us to grow in grace. Be faithful in your duties to the Lord. Or we have Christian duties. You will grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ our Lord, my friends. Whatever your Christian duties are, you ought to be faithful in performing that duty for the Lord. Then number three, there is the change created by prayer. Although earlier on, we did touch a little bit about prayer. But then I am here to tell you again, right now, that there is the change created by prayer. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 29, it says, watch this now. And as he prayed, as Jesus, and the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his remnant was white and glittering. We see in that scripture how prayer changed Jesus. And my friends, if prayer changed Jesus, it will also change us inside out. That's why we encourage you to spend time in prayer, my friends. Pray because the foes of right they are oppressing us, my friends. The politicians and the other people are oppressing us. And that's why we have to pray, man. We have to pray morning, noon, and night. We have to be in the atmosphere of prayer 24 hours a day so our lives can be enriched and our lives can be blessed and we can touch others because our lives also are blessed. Number four, the greatest change will come when Jesus comes back for us. Glory to his wonderful name. The text says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The text tells us that we shall be changed. So the question is, what kind of change will this be? It will be, my friends, the change that every true Christian longs to have. It will be a change into the glorious likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. John said, Behold, now are we the sons of God. 
and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Glory to his name. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, when Christ shall appear, we are going to be like him, for we shall see him as he is. But the text, that very same text says now, for every man that have this hope in him, this hope of seeing Christ, this hope of being like Jesus, he must purify himself even as God himself is pure. That's why, my friends, it behoves us even now to live holy lives. It is possible because Jesus said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Yes, you can live a holy life in this present age and in this present time. While we have all the chaos around us, everything seems to be going upside down. You can still stand right side up, my friends. Yes, we are living in a world of change, but there is one who never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, everything around us will change. But glory to his name, Jesus will never change. The songwriter says, change and decay in all around I see. Oh, thou who changest not, abide with me. He never changes in his love. He never changes in his gospel. He never changed in his saving power because he's able to save unto the uttermost them that come to God by him. He is the changeless Christ for a changing world. That change will come when you allow Jesus to come into your heart and into your life. So right now, my friends, right at this very moment, if you would only stop for a minute and ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life and change you, you can say this like the songwriter, change my heart, O God, make it ever new. If you would do that today, my friends, you too will experience that joy we are talking about when Jesus will burst the clouds of glory and come and take his waiting bride away. So may the Lord bless you today and may the Lord keep you. Would you trust him today before time shall be no more? Praise the Lord. That was indeed a great and timely message. A change is coming. And although we do not like change, it is necessary. And the first place where change must take place, it must be your heart and my heart. That's why the songwriter says, change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me, this is what I pray. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. Jesus, O Jesus, come and fill your lands. Jesus, O Jesus, come and fill your lands. Is that your heart desire today for God to change you from the inside out? Do you need a radical change? Then today can be a special day in your life. The Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in 
and I will stop with him. You know, sometimes people come and they knock at our door, especially these solicitors. And we look out and we see them and we just let them stay out there because we don't need them inside because they may have some scam to give to us. But if you have a friend standing outside and they're knocking or they're ringing the doorbell, you will gladly open the door. And that's what Jesus is. He is our friend. He loves us and he wants to make a difference in your heart and in your life. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you for your words that have gone forth today. We pray, God, that that word will penetrate our hearts. And God, we will meditate on your words And we thank you for the change that you have brought about in our life. We thank you because of your love for us. So right now we pray for those who have never trusted you as Savior. That God, they will realize that they need a Savior. And you are the only one that can bring that change in their life. So God, we just pray tonight, God, that you will just touch their heart. And they will realize that they are a sinner. And that they too need to be born again. Just have your way we pray, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if this program has been a blessing to you, or if you have trusted Jesus as your Savior, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 404 964 2242. We can tell you more about the change that the Lord can make in your life. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Bye now. Oh, we love you and God bless you.